corruption relating to procurement is endemic in the public sector. It constitutes unlawful and secret gains from depleted public resources, which not only deprive South African citizens the right to basic service delivery, but also undermines important constitutional imperatives. With us today is Albert Swart, a director at Strauss Daily Attorneys. Albert will be discussing a recent Supreme Court of Appeal, or SCA, case that deals with public procurement. Good morning, Albert. I'm sure every listener agrees with this sentiment. Which SCA case will you discuss with us today? Good morning, T and listeners. I will be discussing the judgment in Valle IT versus Premier Northwest Province and others. The judgment was delivered by the SCA on the 9th of June this year. Who are the parties in this matter of appeal? The appellant is Valor ITCC, a close corporation engaged in the information technology industry. It was one of a number of entities that were accredited by the State Information Technology Agency, CETA, as approved suppliers to organs of state of information technology requirements. The main respondent is the Department of Sports, Arts and Culture in the Northwest Province. Albert, in essence, what does this appeal relate to? This appeal relates to how a public procurement contract awarded to the appellant by the respondent escalated over three years from its original tender value of 498,000 rands, excluding that, to an amount of 41 million rands, and how all of this occurred without any bona fide attempt to comply with the procurement processes. This is quite an escalation in tender value. Just briefly, what are the background facts of this appeal? In July 2011, the appellant was awarded a contract of 498,000 rands, excluding that, to render record management services to the respondent after the respondent requested quotations from entities that were accredited by CETA. One of these entities was the appellant. The procurement process followed is called a closed tender process. In October 2011, the respondent paid the appellant the amount of 498,000 rands, plus that thereon for services rendered. However, that did not end the relationship between the parties. In December 2011, the parties concluded another agreement wherein the appellant had to render further services relating to the record management services. The value of this agreement was 9.8 million rands. No procurement process was followed that resulted in the conclusion of this agreement. In October 2012, the parties concluded a further agreement wherein the appellant had to render further services relating to the record management services. The value of this agreement was 12.8 million rands. No procurement process was again followed that resulted in the conclusion of this agreement. 
By this time, the relationship between the parties attracted the attention of, inter alia, the Auditor General. And in October 2013, the respondent cancelled the agreement with the appellant for lack of compliance with Section 217 of the Constitution and other procurement-related prescripts that give effect to it. In response to the cancellation, the appellant instituted legal proceedings against the respondent in which it claimed damages of 152 million rands. The matter was then settled in February 2014 and the settlement agreement was made an order of court. As a result of the settlement, the respondent paid to the appellant the amount of 26.8 million rands. By this stage, the respondent had paid to the appellant a total amount of 41.7 million rands. Proper legal advice was then sought by the respondent, which advice was that the award of the contracts to the appellant was irregular and in breach of Section 217 of the Constitution. Acting on this advice, and in January 2015, the respondent again cancelled the contract with the appellant that resulted in the current proceedings in which the appellant sought a declaratory order that the respondent's unilateral termination of the contract was unlawful and an order directing the respondent to pay the appellant the amount of 146 million rands. The respondent opposed the application and brought a counter application for the setting aside of the various agreements as well as the settlement agreement that was made an order of court. What are the origins of South Africa's public procurement processes? The roots of our country's public procurement processes are founded in the Constitution of South Africa, specifically Section 217, which provides that when an organ of state in the national, provincial or local sphere of government or any other institution identified in national legislation contracts for goods or services, it must do so in accordance with a system which is fair, equitable, transparent, competitive and cost-effective. However, it does not prevent the organs of state or institutions from implementing a procurement policy that provides for categories of preference in the allocation of contracts and the protection or advancement of persons or categories of persons disadvantaged by unfair discrimination. The section further provides that national legislation must prescribe a legal framework within which the policy must be implemented. Given that such a framework is prescribed, what was the main issue in this matter? The main issue in this matter was whether the contractual relationship between the appellant and the respondent was lawful. This question became an issue after the contractual relationship was terminated by the respondent and the appellant applied for a declaratory order that the termination was unlawful 
and that it was entitled to payment of a further amount of 146 million rands in damages. Albert, I believe there were many issues raised by the appellant in this matter, especially with such a huge claim at stake. But let's focus on the findings of the court. Can you talk us through these findings, please? The court held that Section 217 of the Constitution requires organs of state, such as the respondent, when it procures goods and services, to do so in terms of a system that is fair, equitable, transparent, competitive and cost-effective. Its purpose is to prevent patronage and corruption on the one hand and to promote fairness and impartiality in the award of public procurement contracts on the other. To comply with Section 217, the Public Finance Management Act, PFMA, was promulgated in 1999, followed by Treasury regulations and supply chain management policies, which constituted the legal framework within which public procurement must take place. The court quoted Judge Fruenemann in the constitutional court case of All Pay Consolidated Investment Holdings and others versus Chief Executive Officer, South African Social Security Agency and others, wherein the judge said that compliance with the legal framework was required for a valid procurement process and were not mere internal prescripts that could be disregarded at whim. The court also quoted Judge Leach in the SCA case of manager, Kwakeni local municipality and another versus FV General Trading CC, wherein the judge said that a public procurement contract concluded in breach of the legal provisions designed to ensure a transparent, cost-effective and competitive tender process in the public's interest is invalid and will not be enforced. The court found that from the facts it was apparent that no public tender process was ever held in respect of the service delivery agreement or any of the agreements that followed it. It appeared to the court that the purpose of the exclusion of that was to ensure that the value of the contract was lower than 500,000 rands to avoid having to follow an open public tender process. As a result, the awarding of the service delivery agreement on the basis of a request for quotations as opposed to an open tender process was found to be unlawful and invalid. The court also found that thereafter, the appellant and the respondent purported to enter into new agreements on two further occasions before the first cancellation. The awarding of these contracts was unlawful and invalid because their awards had not been proceeded by an open public procurement process in accordance with the required constitutional and legal prescripts. 
The settlement agreement was a one-sided document in that all of the benefits that it bestowed accrued to the, uh, the appellant. The effect of the settlement agreement was that the unlawful contractual arrangements between the parties remained in force. The settlement agreement sought to give effect to that unlawful agreement and should, as a result, not have been made an order of court. It was correctly rescinded by the court AQ. For these reasons, the SCA dismissed the appeal of the appellant with costs. Thank you, Albert. That was very interesting, and I'd like to thank you for the time you put into researching and preparing these case discussions. It's honestly a huge contribution, and I invite listeners with a keen interest in legal matters to scroll down in this Legal Ease playlist to listen to some of the other recent case discussions. And on that note, it's time to say goodbye to Albert. Albert, take care. Thank you, listeners. Be legal wise, stay safe, and goodbye.